Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, may I have your attention, please? Are you ready to engage in a mind-blowing experience and hear talks about life, technology, entertainment, and business? The next episode of Hip to Talks starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go! Hi everyone, Zoltan here from the Hipters and you are now listening to the Hipter Talks. I have with me today uh, one of our ambassadors from the, the two ambassadors we actually have in the Baltic region. So today uh, I will be speaking with uh, Jovita Gabniene, a managing partner at Gabnis Gabniene Law Firm, uh, who I would like to ask to just give a short introduction of herself and say a few words about what you are doing. Okay, so hi everyone, I'm Yavita Gabniene. Glad to be here. Thank you, Zoltan, for the invitation. I'm a managing partner of Gabnis Gabniene Law Firm, as was mentioned over here. Um, what I do mainly is dispute resolution. So basically, I find the people, find a settlement or litigate the case. Then I also work with the fashion law. And as all we do know, that fashion is very tech industry now. So I also have a strong relationship with the tech industries. Glad to be here. We are happy to have you here at this podcast we have launched this year so yeah uh, let's just dive into the quick questions as you are the ambassador for the uh, tech meetup in in baltics a new series we are launching next year uh, could you give us a short update about what are the latest developments in the tech world in the baltics maybe in lithuania Okay, so there are quite a lot, you know, recently I have read that the number of startups in Europe is becoming bigger than in China now. So I guess that, you know, the Baltic market reflects now all the European trends. We have a lot of a lot of startups all over the Baltic states. Uh, speaking of Lithuania, I would like to speak about cooperation and collaboration trend we witnessed here. So because we are used to speaking the competition at the market, but now I'd say we have a lot of focus on in collaboration. In my native Lithuania, there was an association, Bianaragi, that was born this year. So seven successful startups, the Bot Panda, Hostinger, Kilo Health, Omnistand, the Tech City, Tassonet and Vinted teamed up to make Lithuania a unicorn country, as they say. So this association was established aiming to share the knowledge and strengthen the ecosystem of Lithuanian startups. So now this association has more than, I think, 600 members. They have an interesting target to triple the number of workplaces to increase, you know, the taxes that arrive to the Lithuanian budget. And this association is also collaborating from time to time to another organization. We have an organization called Lithuanian Startups. This organization is active since already 2017. And there are very interesting occasions to see how these institutions, two associations, cooperate. For example, quite recently, uh, there was a wrap-up of the year. It was the event of the Startup Awards. So the numbers during that event that were published seem very optimistic. I speak of the ecosystem of startups in Lithuania and the companies that received awards work in really various tech sectors. It's from anti-money laundering and know your customer technology. So artificial intelligence-based technologies accelerating the protein engineering processes and all the different difficult stuff that I can't explain, you know, this briefly. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then, then we saw another interesting collaboration where the high quality model legal documents were prepared for the startups. So basically, it was not only collaboration of two associations, the Vienna Ragi as LTE and Startup Lithuania, but also the Lithuanian Private Equity and Venture Capital Association was here. And also nine Lithuanian law firms helped to prepare high quality model documents that now can be used freely. Why I speak of this? To me, it's an interesting trend of collaboration, not only among the startups, but also among the lawyers, because quite a few years ago, I would have not imagined this collaboration, because first of all, the law firms would not have shared, you know, this amount of information freely and publicly. And secondly, the different law firms would have not cooperated to this, you know, this big extent. So, you know, we have this buzz in the, in the, tech startups, they are collaborating, the law firms are helping to prepare the legal documents and you know this industry seems very welcoming in the Lithuania. Also, we had uh, some buzz around the policy towards expansion of fintech sector. I think you know that in recent years, Lithuania has become you know, quite a serious center of fintech. So yep. it was ranked even the first in Europe and maybe the fourth in the world by the Global Fintech Index. But recently there was some buzz because in 2021, the government of Bank of Lithuania has changed. The number of licenses issued has dropped a little bit. And then there was, you know, Lithuanian Ministry of Finance who noted about its aim to make Lithuania a legal country in prevention of money laundering, you know, and ter terrorist financing. So I know that this sector is always dealing with anti money laundering requirements, but there was, you know, a buzz whether it's going to get very strict, whether, you know, less yeah. licenses are going to be issued uh but i do not want to come with any pessimistics you know over here i think that lithuania is still a country which is facilitating this industry i believe that lithuania's financial technology center remains strong so the sector has still a lot to offer for the talent pool as well for the lawyers because you know the sector is very challenging dynamic it's ever changing so i would say that you know lithuania as a country is very welcoming for all the startups for all the tech companies also for the fintech companies so maybe you know the conference will will foster the discussions that reveal how you know this jurisdiction can, can be of the help so basically to the first question i think that would be it because you know diving deeper it would take yeah, yeah. much of time i think yeah and also Lithuania, you forgot to mention is very welcoming for tourists as well because it's a very beautiful country especially vilnius uh yeah so i'm happy to hear things are shaping up in, in lithuania but uh, what about uh, maybe the main challenges that are coming in 2022 in the Baltic states? Maybe you would also like have any information on Estonia? Okay, because... so regarding the Estonia, there are quite a lot of changes. I think all the Baltic states have new developments, but in Estonia, we have a lot of live discussions on regulations of crypto licensing. So recently appointed head of the Estonia's anti-money laundering government agency, you know, kind of made a statement that Estonia should scrap its current crypto regulations and start all over again. Meaning yeah. that there was even an idea, you know, to revoke all the licenses that were issued and reissue them again. So after, you know, this all settled down, the regulation is not going to be that strict, but a lot of serious changes are actually coming. So in September, the Ministry of Finance in, in Estonia has published its proposals to amend the Estonian Money Laundering Act. 
So, and there is, that's the, the act is regulating licensing of cryptocurrency. So for all the crypto people, this is very important regulations and companies offering cryptocurrency services may not operate unless they have, you know, a particular license, virtual currency service provider license. And a lot of changes are coming in, in, in different terms. So, for example, if a service provider merges with a newly founded entity, for example, or it may, makes different changes within the business, he sometimes has to reapply for the license. Also, the raise in the minimal capital is tremendous. So now the threshold is 350,000 euros, which is very significant because it rose from 12,000 euros to 350,000. So that is that is very significant. Yeah. So also um, the cryptocurrency license holders will be required to collect data on the originator and recipient of the virtual currency transfer whenever the service is being provided as an occasional transaction outside the business relationship, whenever the value of transaction exceeds 1,000 euros. So it's also a lot of you know, data gathering. Also, there are board member requirements. So the amendments should impose additional requirements for the board members of companies holding an activity of this license. And I could, you know, go so on and so on, but probably in the, during the conference, we will be able to discuss this in more detail. The general date to remember is the start of the 2022. So all these amendments will go into power on January 1. Okay, so uh, yeah, it's a significant change in terms of licensing, but when we are talking about crypto, the prices can change from day to day, maybe double, triple it, go to the moon, as the crypto industry says. Okay, so there's another little country in the Baltics, which we really like, it's Latvia. Uh, do you have anything to add on the situation in Latvia? Well, I've been th thinking a lot. It's always very difficult, you know, to compare the countries and I didn't want to go up with any comparison. So I kind of selected just, you know, a few points to mention about Lithuania, a point to mention about Estonia. So um, about Latvia, so there are also, you know, startup companies. This country is also welcoming. But for example, Latvian fintech entrepreneurs, so like dealing in payment in crypto, mainly do their businesses based in, in the UK, Lithuanian or Estonian licenses. So there is a lot of business in Latvia, which is licensed, not in Latvia, just for example, in, in Lithuania. Uh, cryptocurrency regulations in Latvia are not ready yet. I know that Latvia signed the declaration creating the European Blockchain Partnership in 2018. And since then, Latvia is working on virtual currency regulation, but the one is not out yet. So we are still waiting on this. Um, so the emission and use of the cryptocurrencies, in particular Bitcoin, for example, is not regulated in any way. So therefore, commercial activities related to the purchase and distribution of Bitcoins are similar to or similar cryptocurrencies are not considered like financial instruments or money issuance. So they are like not they are not payment services in terms of Latvia. Uh, in connection with the above, in Latvia, Bitcoin is essentially perceived as a commodity or product that can be used as an exchange medium. If parties have agreed so, so you can basically use it, but it doesn't have specific regulation. But what's interesting is, I think, the Air Baltic case. So the Latvia's flagship company, Air Baltic Airlines, 
uh, they decided to come as a first company in the Baltic states to accept the crypto payments. It was already in 2014. Then um, this company, Air Baltic, has also decided to be the world's first airline to jump on the NFTs craze, as I say. So the airline <laughs> is now offering, you know, limited NFTs on Airbus along with the unique pieces of art promoting Latvian towns and cities. So in a way, it's a tourism promotion. Uh, and, you know, if you go then, uh, you know, piece by piece of the information, you can see that there are a lot of interesting companies. For example, the companies developing multilingual technologies in Europe. We have a company called Interactio here in Lithuania, but also there is still the language technology company in Latvia. So Lithuanian, you know, startups say they are the best. Latvian startups say they are the best. That's, that's, that's normal. That is how to be. But an interesting insight about these translation platforms, which are basically uh, helping, you know, to have live events with multilingual translation, is that these businesses should not get out of the scope of Europe, because um, in terms of, you know, political stability, um, you know, there is a valid argument in my view that these businesses should remain within the Europe because European Union institutions are using, United Nations are using these institutions. So I'm quite glad, you know, that some of this multilingual technology tools are being developed in, in the Baltic states. So we could, you know, go on and on discussing different startups. Uh, but I think it's enough to get a sense that a lot of things are happening in the Baltic states, that the regulation is emerging and that I would call these trends of strengthening some regulation related to the maturity of the market. Sometimes when you start, you have to start from something. And then once the market grows, you already come up with more experience, with more regulations. But it does not necessarily mean that these uh, jurisdictions become unwelcoming in some sense. Got it. I'm so happy to see that uh, there is a healthy business environment growing in the Baltics. Uh, yeah, so let's talk about in-person conferences, which have been starting to come back in 2021. What do you think about 2022? What is the current situation, especially in Vilnius, since you are based there? Well, yes, we are based in Vilnius. Well, I could say that now is the season of Christmas parties. Actually, we are having one conference just behind the door because we are located in, in the nice premises where the conference are also happening. So I witness conferences happening, you know, every week and parties every weekend. I don't want to say that, you know, everyone is careless. No, these, there are some regulations that have to be followed. So once you come normally to the event, you have to put your in, in front of the passport that you are vaccinated so the vaccination passport is required then you would normally have a different seating with the spaces of the people like every second person also wearing masks is mandatory normally within the premises but in general events are happening just you know there are also for the organizers some requirements for the registration of people that could be informed in case of you know emergency but basically Basically, events are happening. So I would presume that for the conference, which is going to be next year, we're going to have even better situation. All right. So those listening in January on this podcast, this uh, this has been recorded in December, in mid-December. So just to, you know where we are in time right now. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the tech meetup Baltics, which is a, a, a new series of conferences we are launching next year. We are honored to have you as, as an ambassador for this event. 
So what could you say about the events, maybe earlier online edition in which you participated in order to give an overview for the participants who are interested in uh, attending this conference? Oh, yes, gladly. So first of all, I want to mention that I have been collaborating with Hipter PR and events agency for a few years now. So I have been not only in the online events, but I'll attend the different kinds of the like real unique Butil style events that were based, you know, online before the pandemics. So these events were always gathering a truly professional community, a nice mix of foreign and local representatives of tech companies, education sector, also sometimes public institutions. As an ambassador of Tech Meetup Baltics, I can say that this event has established itself online during the pandemics. And because of the pandemics, it didn't go live in the first place. Yeah. Uh, the virtual editions were true success. I'd say that in terms of app participants and the audience, it was a true success. I'm confident that new live conferences in the region would also be a true success. Why I speak so? I usually host in these events fashion tech panel and diversity plus inclusion panels and you know they attract usually an attention to 2000 and plus viewers this makes me feel that the topics we are discussing are really relevant the participants are usually very experienced and the participants get quite a lot we also get a lot of questions that can be sometimes answered even on the spot so this direct involvement you could feel it even though the events were online um, for example, the topic of, of blockchain might seem, you know, over-discussed in a way because you go to every conference and you see that everyone is discussing blockchain. But what is specific about this event and this festival that the topic of blockchain can, can be in a completely different light if you speak of the music, sports, entertainment, fashion industries. These are the, the industries that are trying you know, to build themselves sometimes on a blockchain technology. So it depends whether you speak of technology as a technology or whether you speak how it's being employed within particular industry. So to me, this tech festival is very you know, interesting in the sense that it bridges the knowledge of the industries. For example, it can be even education industry with the technologies where you can speak, you know, how the friendship of blockchain technology and education can happen. So it's a nice bridge for different industries, for different people to communicate and meet each other. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, when when we first designed Tech Conference in 2019, it was in Prague. We were speaking about five or six topics, main categories. But afterwards, when we shifted to virtual uh, editions, we really had to add a lot more, and the, and more and more topics were coming. And yeah, you are right. I I already forgot that we were supposed to have a, a live conference, a tech conference in the Baltics in in May 2020. Yeah, May. Yes, and there was a date established, yeah. and you know, we're inviting yeah. speakers, and they already got, had plane tickets. Yeah, yeah, they had yeah. to return. So basically, yeah. people had plane tickets. The international speakers that were ready, you know, to yeah, come. I remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really uh, a hard year when we had to shift and then now we are happy that we can host uh, these conferences finally and since we now already talked about the situation in the baltics we talked that there is going to be a tech meetup baltics it's time to reveal the date of this conference which i now give you the opportunity to reveal this to our listeners to and, and to our viewers 
Okay, that's an honor. So the Tech Meetup Baltics will take place in Vilnius on May 11th. The May 11th is the date when the weather in Vilnius is very welcoming. It so is. I, <laughs> it's, it's really warm then. So I do think that May 11th is a perfect day to, to, for everyone to meet up and to network and to enjoy the conference. Yeah, so make sure to save this date, uh, May 11th, 2022, uh, Vilnius Tech Meetup Baltics. You can find more details on hipter.com in the events section. And thank you, Jovita, for joining me for this talk. And, and we will be back in February with, with a, a more lengthy talk where we will already have the topics and some of the speakers which we can announce. All right, so until then... Until then, thank you, Zoltan. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining. Be sure to check back next week for the next Hip to Talks and subscribe on Amazon Music, Overcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Mixcloud, and Pandora.